Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 3rd of March. There's growing speculation the Federal Cabinet Minister at the centre of historical rape allegations is set to break his silence today. The New South Wales Police Force has confirmed it will not be pursuing a legal case into the allegations dating back to 1988 due to a lack of evidence. The woman who accused the Senior Government Minister of the brutal sexual assault reported the matter to police in South Australia in 2019 but took her own life last year. Michael Bradley, the deceased woman's former lawyer, has told the ABC it's now up to the Prime Minister as to what happens next. From this point, it's it's an administrative process you're looking at rather than a criminal one. And it has to be driven by the question of whether it is um, tenable or acceptable for that person to continue occupying their position uh, with that allegation hanging over them. Earlier this week, the PM said the accused minister absolutely rejects the allegation. Also making news this morning, the Defence Force has been called in to assist in the COVID vaccination rollout across the country. From next week, the Army will help administer the jabs in aged care homes. It comes as the planned rollout of the vaccine is hit with major delays. Here's Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt. Highly qualified, highly trained, highly reliable. We're very privileged to be able to have them join the team. As of Monday night, nearly 42,000 Australians have had their first dose. Canberra had planned for 60,000 to be administered in the first week. It's hoped the new forces will help get the vaccine program back on track. In the UK, some very encouraging news this morning on the vaccine front. New data released by the UK government shows a single shot of either the AstraZeneca or Pfizer vaccine works against severe infection among the over-70s, with a more than 80% reduction in hospitalisations. 20 million residents in the UK have already been vaccinated and Health Secretary Matt Hancock says the new figures show the vaccine is working. This is seriously encouraging. It shows the power of science and what it means for you is that when the call comes, get the jab. The evidence shows that it will protect you and protect others. The Reserve Bank has decided to leave rates on hold for another month with the cash rate staying at the historic low of 0.1 of a percent. And we'll have more details on this story coming up shortly in our finance report with Effie Zahos. And tributes are continuing to flow this morning for Australian music legend Michael Gudinski, who passed away yesterday. The 68-year-old, who's being remembered as a giant of the music industry, founded Mushroom Records when he was just 20 and was a huge supporter of Aussie music. He launched the careers of some of our biggest local stars, but was also behind bringing massive international acts like Bruce Springsteen down under. Jimmy Barnes is among the many who are paying tribute, saying the heart of Australian music has been ripped out, while Kylie Minogue said irreplaceable and unforgettable. I'll always love you, the big G. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has told the project he is looking at a state funeral to celebrate Michael's life. He was a dear friend and uh, I will miss him greatly and uh, I send my love and support to Sue and to his kids and to everyone who he touched. He's such an energetic, such a such a force in this town and we are better for his amazing contribution 
and uh, and we're we're a lot poorer for his passing. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Wednesday morning, starting in New South Wales, and police have confirmed human remains found on a beach on the state's south coast are not connected to Sydney businesswoman Melissa Caddick. Our Sydney reporter Siobhan Caulfield has the latest. Yeah, Tash, DNA testing has confirmed human remains found at Mollymook on the state's south coast do not belong to Sydney businesswoman Melissa Caddick. Parts of a human torso washed up on a beach and police have revealed they belong to a man but are still yet to be identified with further tests to be carried out. Forensic testing has also ruled out any link to a dad who went missing while snorkelling in the Batemans Bay area. No further remains of Melissa Caddick have been found since the grim discovery of her badly decomposed foot in an ASICS running shoe at a beach near Tathra. But other remains found at a beach near Kalbara on Sunday are undergoing testing. Caddick disappeared from her Dover Heights mansion last year. Amid allegations, she stole millions from investors to fund a lavish lifestyle. To Queensland now, and as a tropical cyclone tracks away from the North Queensland coast, many are waking up after a second night without power. Our reporter Matt Layton has more from Cairns. Tash, the system is Category 2, about 335 kilometres northeast of Cairns and could intensify to a Cat 3 tomorrow. Many of us were taken by surprise on Monday when storms akin to a Category 1 system ripped through the far north. Cairns Regional Council Deputy Mayor Terry James says it's certainly packed a punch. We had uh, 100 kilometre an hour gusts, which is the equivalent of a Category 1 cyclone, and it has created a lot of damage. There's a lot of trees down. There's still a lot of people without power. More than 42,000 properties were blacked out in its peak. That's come down to fewer than 9,000. Despite Naran moving away from us, a cyclone watch remains for Cape Melville to Lucinda. To WA now, and Premier Mark McGowan has backed down over controversial comments on future border closures just weeks out from the state election. Our reporter Adam Hemmings has more from Perth. Tash, Mark McGowan has been causing controversy over a potential extension of strict border controls after the end of the coronavirus pandemic. The Premier flagged keeping the G2G pass in place, which allows police to track border crossings, as it's not only kept COVID out of WA, but also a large amount of drugs. WA opposition leader Zach Kirkup was quick to question it. When is it that we stopped being Australians? When is it that we stopped being part of this country together? Within hours and following talk of a potential High Court challenge if it happened, Mr McGowan clarified his position. Obviously the G2G pass system uh, will uh, end uh, when the pandemic ends. But he remains in favour of keeping police at border checkpoints to search vehicles for drugs. And to South Australia, a special royal appearance on a Zoom call with the Queen dialling in to chat with Premier Stephen Marshall. Adelaide reporter Sean Maynard says Her Majesty wasn't afraid to have a little laugh. Video callings become a pretty standard part of life these days, but it's not every day you have one with the Queen of England. The 94-year-old monarch's made her first Zoom call to Australia to chat with South Australian Governor Hugh Von Ley and Premier Stephen Marshall. The reason for her call? Her Majesty was checking in on the installation of a statue of herself in the grounds of Government House in Adelaide when she spotted it outside the windows. They feel very close to you through standing in front of the statue. Yes, I would think... Possibly it might be quite alarming to just suddenly see it out of the window. <laughs> 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 Gracious, that she arrived here. Yeah. <laughs>
unexpectedly. Prince Philip wasn't mentioned on an edit of the call. Her husband was transferred to a second hospital on Monday for further treatment for an infection. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. As we mentioned earlier, the RBA has left interest rates on hold for the moment. It looks like we're set to see rates very low for the next few years. I mean, that's great news for many home buyers, but not so good for people living on their savings. Yeah, that's right, Tash. And as you said, it was a no-brainer. We expected it to stay at 0.1%. And it, it, the RBA also reiterated that it's going to keep the cash rate there until 2024, at least until, you know, employment and inflation hit their key targets. The interesting bit yesterday, of course, was um, that the fact around the, you know, the bond market, you know, some analysts have warned that market interest rates appear to have risen from their lows and mortgage rates will, you know, likely have bottomed by now. And over the past weeks, we did see the uh, central banks have been confronted by a surge in bond, uh, bond sales, and that pushes up interest rates on government debt. So the RBA definitely doesn't want that. But of course, you know, as it said yesterday, it's prepared to expand its $200 billion bond buying program to keep the market low. Great for home buyers. That's good news. I mean, fixed rates may move a little bit earlier than we think, but overall good news for home buyers, not for savers. We have seen the major banks cut and cut their rates. Now, we've got about $125 billion that, you know, we've increased in savings over the last year. A lot of that's in home loans as well, in offset accounts, but a lot is just wasting away in bank accounts. I mean, look at it this way. The Commonwealth Bank has cut saving rates by 0.05% for the second time this month, only last week. Now, in its goal saver, which is a bonus-style account, is now only paying a total rate of 0.35%. So my tip here for consumers is, don't keep your money in accounts paying you nothing, obviously. And unfortunately, if you're young, you do get great rates. I mean, kids' rates can be as high as 2.5. If you're a young adult under 30, I know Westpac has an account at a total rate of 3%. For the rest of us, uh, the best account I found was like the likes of ING at one35 Now, this all makes a difference because even a 1% difference on, say, 50000 saving balance is about $500 extra in interest. Now, that's enough for a flight, say, from Sydney to the Gold Coast. Or if you don't switch, it's a nice tip to the bank as a lazy tax. Indeed, Effie. And as we know, 2020 was a roller coaster of a year for the employment market. Today, Seek is releasing some new interesting data. What is it set to show? Yeah, look, it's interesting to see what sectors have done well. And some of this data is right up until February. And bear in mind, you know, this comes out about, we've only got about three more weeks left, I guess, till JobKeeper ends. Now, according to the report, if you're a tradie, well, there's some great news here. You've obviously had a big uptick. The trades and service industry has rebounded very nicely and is now one of the most in-demand industries for jobs. In the last three months, there were 37% more jobs job ads in this sector in the same period in the previous year. And, you know, however, as restrictions eased, demand for roles like hairdressers have really jumped up. According to Seek, they've seen a huge turn in this area as more and more people are jumping back to pampering services. And if you're looking for the top five jobs in this sector, it's a mechanic in number one, a labourer next, hair and beauty services in third spot, 
electricians, sparkies are doing really well. And then, of course, I guess the mining uh, uh, industry as well, welders and uh, boiler makers. It was interesting to note, Tash, that regional job ads were also 33% higher year on year wow. compared to metro jobs. And when I dug down into the, uh, the data a little bit more and, and talking to SEEK, it's really a case because of, obviously, office jobs haven't rebounded. So that explains why there's not that many jobs in the metro. And in regional, we've seen a mass exodus to, to regional suburbs, and that's creating demand for more services, whether that be in cafes or hair and beauty in regional and so on. And so jobs are being created there as well. COVID has changed a lot. Effie, thank you very much. Thanks. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett the Aussie T20 side is set for a shake-up. Yes, good morning, Tash. Probably needs it as well. This is a five-match series against New Zealand. We dropped the first two. So this afternoon, 4 o'clock in uh, Wellington, this match kicks off. We have to win this to keep the series alive. Ashton Agar seems to be the one most under pressure. He's uh, yet to take a wicket in the first two matches of the series. Let's hear from uh, the coach, Andrew McDonald, of course, filling in for Justin Langer over in New Zealand. I've got a couple of hypotheticals that we've sort of run last night um, at our strategy meeting. And as I said, I think the surface and the ground will probably make that decision for us. Yeah, so Agar, Adam, Zampa, whether they take two spinners into this matchup, we'll have to wait and see, Tash. We will, Brett. Will the AFL change the fixture for round one? Now, there were some reports going around yesterday that uh, the Bombers had requested for their match against the Hawks to be moved from Marvel Stadium to the MCG. With the 50% cap on crowds, that would allow an extra 25,000 into the MCG. That won't be happening, according to Gillan McLaughlin, the AFL chief. There's huge knock-on consequences of moving games everywhere. We're pleased to be able to have 50% of the crowd going to the games in Melbourne. It's a long year. Melbourne are playing on the same day. I think we've got to respect the Melbourne membership that they want to be playing. You know, they're fixed to the MCG. Now, the other big talking point in the AFL at the moment is this new man on the mark rule, which essentially means it's like Scarecrow Tiggy, if you ever played that as a kid, Tash, where you have to stand still, you can't move at all. A lot of controversy uh, regarding this. Let's hear from the Chief on that issue. There will be a discipline to this rule, and maybe there'll be some teething, but, you know, let's just give it a bit of time. There were six 50-metre penalties uh, paid in the first round of practice matches, so that's the concern that the umpire will be blowing his whistle a little bit too much in games. Did you ever play that Scarecrow game? I did. Did you? I did. I'm hoping that you know what that is. No, or our listeners know what Scarecrow Tiggy is. It's where you have to stand completely still. If somebody touches you, you have to stand still. And then, anyway. What about Marco um, Polo? Anyway. Marco Polo, that was a good game as well. Yep. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to the sporting news and the salary cap investigation into the Gold Coast Titans continues to drag on. Yeah, not exactly sure when this will uh, wrap up. Uh, Justin Holbrook is the coach of the Gold Coast Titans. He spoke about the NRL Integrity Unit's investigation uh, yesterday. This, of course, into David Fafita's trespassing incident from Christmas last year. Now, their salary cap uh, could take a hit because uh, there are allegations that they uh, made a payment to the family involved. So if that is proven, that will have to come out of their salary cap. Here is the coach of the Titans, Justin Holbrook, who who says it's time to move on. Very minor incident happened a long time ago and... And um, I, th- I thought it was dealt with then. It hasn't been uh, dealt with, unfortunately, at all. And, of course, so we still don't know what's happening with uh, Cameron Smith. So if the salary cap uh, does take a hit task, then they'll have less to spend on the future immortal. Yeah, but I think it's called statues. Different states, different names. Oh, of course. And, of course, Tiggy in, uh, the, in Melbourne, where I'm from, is actually called Tip, I believe, in other states. So it that's is. probably confused a few people this morning. <laughs> Not the first time, <laughs> Brett. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Tash. 
Checking the weather details around the country this Wednesday morning now, and as we reported earlier, that wild weather set to continue in northern Queensland. Further south, Brisbane, shower or two on the way, top of 28. 23, early shower for Sydney. Mostly cloudy and a cool day on the way today for Melbourne, top of 18. Partly cloudy and 23 for Canberra, cloudy and 18 for Hobart. Sunny 26 on the way today for Adelaide. Rain with a possible storm and cool conditions today for Perth, just 23 degrees. And 33 and a shower or two on the way for Darwin. And he's the brains behind the wonderful fundraiser Fiverr for a farmer that has raised more than a million dollars for those on the land. And now 12-year-old Jack Burner's come up with a great new initiative. Jack has launched Male Mates, which aims to connect kids in the country to the city via a pen pal program. Here's Jack speaking about the idea on the Today Show. Through social media, we've lost that art of letter writing and just I saw Mum's letterbox from when she was a kid and it was it was so cool to see the bubble writing as the heading. It was really cool and I just thought if I got that from one of my friends or just any kid in Australia, it would be really awesome. Bless you, Jack. Great idea and we wish you all the best. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.